Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the TT Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a licensed mental health provider. We made it to the last Tuesday in February. Can you believe how fast this month has gone by? But we're in this series talking about relationship dynamics and we have gotten into when to end a relationship, boundaries, expectations in relationships, learning how to be loving, even if we weren't taught how to be growing up. And I thought it fitting that we end this series today by getting into some reasons why we lie to people that we love. So let's get into it. So I know that if you even remotely look at social media, you have seen the buzz over a 50-part TikTok series. It also can be viewed on YouTube about an Atlanta woman who discusses dating, ultimately marriage, and divorce after learning that her former husband was lying to her. Her name is Risa Tisa, and um, she gives her former husband uh, the name of Legion, and she describes him as a pathological liar. So if you're the type of person that likes to have a good story unpacked, <laughs> then I definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, but uh, I do also think it's important for us to really talk a lot about why people do lie and give some information about the different types of lies. And you will hear her refer to her husband or ex-husband as a pathological liar. So I want to give a little bit of information. And um, even though Cat Williams told y'all he don't know why liars lie, um, there is absolutely reasons why people don't tell the truth. So it's important to understand that the majority of people do tell the truth much of the time. However, it is estimated that 95% of people cannot go a week without telling some kind of falsity. Um, and what are some of the reasons for that? So um, Risa Tisa uh, talks about this pathological or compulsive liar. I do want you all to be clear that that is not a clinical diagnosis. That is not in our DSM-5. Um, however, it does appear that symptoms or characteristics um, associated with compulsive or pathological lying are connected to psychological disorders, um, particularly personality disorders and also bipolar disorder. And so why is that? Um, sometimes what ends up happening for us is and you may have known people that grew up and they just, you know, they told tall tales, they didn't tell the truth. And so they have gotten so used to lying that they even themselves believe that what they're saying is true. Um, and for us, we're like, you lie about these little things, things that don't matter. You may have experienced this with your children growing up. You may have experienced this from adults in your life. Like, why lie about that? But to them, it is actually important. It does matter. It matters that we believe whatever this untruth is. Um, now, for some people, telling the truth feels to them as if they're giving up control and power. And so when I control the narrative, then I can have the power. I get to dictate how this story ends. 
people lie because they don't want to disappoint others. They don't want to be judged. Um, and I think that oftentimes, if you have ever told a lie, and I, I would argue that probably all of us have told a lie, um, is that what happens when you tell a lie is that you have to have more lies because you want to maintain your credibility. And this is often what happens with that compulsive liar um, is that I don't want you to doubt what I'm saying. So I have to keep on feeding you this information so that you believe what I'm saying is true. Um, and I need for you, I, I, I desire for this information to be true and for you to believe that it is true. Now, we do have the chronic deceiver, and I do think that that may be more of what was going on um, with Risa Tisa, is in that chronic deceiver, they create this elaborate background, this story, and it can take them weeks, months. You have probably watched movies where you have said like, oh my gosh, they really put some effort into creating this falsity, but that gives them credibility, so what happens when we feel like people are credible? We don't question them. So that's part of this, why it's so entrenched, why it's so deep. Um, this type of liar uh, wants to plan. They want to make sure that the deception has the deep roots because they need to be able to have something to say to you. No matter what you ask them, if you say, well, that doesn't make sense, right? They need to be able to have um, some information to rebut what you're saying so that they are believable. So that this is often, for some people, years, they create these identities. They sell you this experience. They become a part of this experience. Because, again, sometimes our reality isn't a great reality. So we'll create one where we get to be the hero of the story. We create one where we get to have that power. We create one where we get that love and affirmation and validation from people. And again, these are very elaborate lies often. And so to even think that this possibly could not be true, we couldn't fathom because we would, why would somebody go through all this trouble to make me believe that? But that is part of this whole web of deception. And typically people who, and these may be your compulsive liars, um, this is intentional, right? So I want to be clear about that. Like they are willfully attempting to deceive you for a gain that gain may be money that gain may be credibility or power that gain may be things that you have that gain might be access um, to you or to different things but it offers them something um, and often people who are in this space do not feel as if other people have power um, uh, over them that they feel like hey I will be able to have the power um, and so I'm going to do everything in my power to be able to avoid getting caught or at the very least discredit any attempts, even if I am caught. So a plausible deniability, if you will. And you're like, well, OK, that makes sense. Because, again, their goal is to continue this thing. And they usually small steps toward creating. They build your trust. Um, they're. Um, coming to your rescue they're doing things for you they often will do things that you're like oh wow that's really awesome and amazing this is a great person um, and again that's part of that experience and it builds my credibility it allows you to be able to see in me these things that I want you to see so I'm going to show up I might have money for you I might come and aid you when you are in distress. I might be there for you when you are having a difficult time. I can show up and, and be that 
um, amazing person with your friends and family. I can navigate your work party. I'm able to be all of these things because this is part of this research as well. Oftentimes they're researching you to see what it is that you desire. And as much as many of us like to say we're complicated, we're not. Most of us desire love, affirmation, and connection. And so this person just needs to figure out what that looks like for you. Oh, you prayed for God to send you a person. They will be that person that uh, you prayed for. They will be all the things. They will say all of the right. They'll have the scriptures and all of the things that you said. Oh, I just have wanted this so much and I didn't think it was possible and here you are right so this this becomes you end up becoming a part of the deception because you desire to be able to see these things in this person okay um so let's talk about the other types of lies we have the white lie and the white lie is what most of us have done at some point in our lives and that's the things that we say to avoid hurting people's feelings the etiquette the being polite or courteous. You don't want to um, make someone look bad, but we also don't want to look bad ourselves. We don't want um, to cause any problems. We want to maintain harmony. And so those may th be things like reframing a story so that a person th that you love and care about doesn't look bad. Um, it may be that you downplay something because you don't want someone to feel insecure. They're having a hard time. So you say, well, no, I'm good. Thanks for asking. And you're not really good, but you recognize like, oh, okay, well, they're dealing with some things. I don't want to tell them this information. The, the white lies tend to end up being lies of omission. Um, so oftentimes it doesn't seem like there's any significant consequence to them. They don't hurt anybody. You're not willfully trying to be malicious. However, you're not being genuine and honest either. Maybe you offer a compliment and you're like, when they're like, oh, I look terrible. No, no, you don't. Like, you look good when you know that they really don't. But you don't want to say anything to harm them because they're already struggling with their self-image. Maybe you tell a family member or a boss like, oh, no, I don't mind taking this on. But you really do mind taking it on. Um, it may be that you're in a situation where um, you tell people like, oh, no, I can um, you can pay me back whenever you want to. When really, you know, you need that money. You don't actually have it to be able to give and not receive it back um, in a significant uh, time frame or a time frame that in your mind, like, hey, if they say I'm going to give it to you by the end of the week, I really do need it by the end of the week, even though some people um, the end of their week may not necessarily be the same time frame as the end of your week, which leads me to broken promises. And that is when we fail to keep a commitment. Yes, that's also a type of lying. Now, sometimes people had no intention of keeping whatever that promise was they made to you. Um, they, they may not respect you. They may have difficulty committing. It may not even be about you at all. And oftentimes it's not. Um, they may not have any interest in following through. And they want to avoid conflict. They don't want to feel pressured. Maybe they don't feel safe to be honest that they can't honor their commitment. Um, perhaps you have said to your parents, oh, yes, ma'am. No, no, sir. Um, just just so they'll get off your back and stop bothering you. Uh, so you're going to say like, oh, no, I don't have any problem doing that, dad. I, I got it. I'll take care of it. When you know good and well, you're not going to take care of it. You're going to stay right there and play your game. Um, maybe you just have a hard time saying no to people or telling someone that plans change because you don't like disappointing people. And what we'll do is we'll take that indirect or passive approach 
Um, like people say, sometimes it's, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. And so we are not being truthful about what we actually can commit to. And so we may have unrealistic expectations of what we can do. Uh, you'll hear me say overpromising and under delivering, uh, which is, I think, a lot of times what we do when we're talking to people that we love and care about, because I may want to show up and be there for you in these ways, but I'm not able to do it. And so um, I'd rather make a, a story than to actually go ahead and tell you that I can't do it. Um, fabrications, exaggerations, falsehoods. So we know the exaggerators, right? They tell a, a story like no other. Have you all engaged? Um, they got $15,000 on that last lucky dice roll. Um, they got $15 on that dice roll. But it allows them to be able to have a positive image. Um, it allows them to be able to keep us captivated and engaged. It gives them, uh, albeit false, a sense of power and credibility. It allows them to be able to feel important. Um, and it's as if they have something to offer. And, and oftentimes, at the heart of any lie is insecurity, uh, a worth issue, not being enough, right? This is why we don't tell the truth is because we don't feel worthy and deserving um, and that we'll be able to get these things that we want if we are honest. And so we'll paint these narratives that allow us to, what we feel is be safe and protect ourselves. Now, sometimes in these fabrications, we're just outright lying on people. We're tearing down people. We're gossiping about people. We like to be the person that gives the tea uh, because then it allows us to have a commodity that people want. So they'll come and see us. They'll come and spend this time and connect with us. Maybe uh, you are a, a shop owner and people come to your business and patronize because you're going to give them some gossip while they're there. So they come and they hang out. So it gives you some social capital, if you will. And a lot of times, again, we're fabricating things. We're making rumors up about people because we want to feel valued and important. Um, and often people will say that they like the rush they get when people are listening and they um, are like, oh, hey, this person will know they'll know everything. Right. Like, it, again, it gives them that street cred, if you will. Now, one that people don't think about a lot is plagiarism. And I know you're like, plagiarism? Like, what we do in school when we steal somebody's work and we won't give them credit for it and then we claim the credit for ourselves? Well, people can do that in relationships with you, too. A lot of family members and friends and loved ones have fallen out because I talked to you about a business idea. And you were like, oh, hey, I support you. Like, let me help you get it set up, only for you to take it over and now you're launching a business and I'm sit here, sitting here like what happened? Um, maybe you had a track, a song um, that you were really excited about. Maybe there was a podcast uh, that you were going to launch. Maybe you had a website. Maybe you had an idea for something that you were going to be selling. And right before you launch, right before you're able to get your footing, then someone takes it. Um, and so they're lying to you. It's, it's theft and lying. They're lying to you, saying they're supporting you. Um, and that like, like, oh, oh, yeah, let me get that. I'll take it and give it to this producer. I know I'll take that um, and I'll share it with this retailer that I know, knowing that they had no intention of actually giving you any credit for it and that they the whole time 
were plotting to take credit for it. And people do that because I think a lot of times they feel like they will fail, that they don't have the good ideas, that they don't have the creativity, the ingenuity that someone else does. And so they'll go and they'll find people who have these talents and they will just leech off that talent. And this is that control power piece because a lot of times people are put in situations where they can't prove necessarily because how many times have people had the same idea? It happens all the time. We can be in different places and have the same idea, got motivated in different ways to create. This is why we have similar restaurants. This is why we have songs that sound really similar. This is why you'll see clothing really similar. Like we get inspired by different things and it may look very similar. Some people will make similar points, um, as each other. And you're like, I said that first, like, oh, actually, I heard that over here. Right. But we believe that I think sometimes we won't get caught when we take from others, um, that people won't be able to prove where it came from. I can't I can't prove for certain that you were first or I was first. And so fair game. And particularly when there aren't things that we trademark and we haven't gotten anything in place to be able to prove the authenticity of something that can be really hard. Um, you see a lot of people that will go on social media to talk about how people have lied and stolen from them and they're trying to petition to others not to support the effort or to advocate for them to get the royalties or whatever they deserve their credit in order for them to be able to do something. Um, I think a lot of times we also steal from other people and lie about our intent to be supportive of them. Um, because we just lack the skills, like might be a time management issue. Maybe you have a follow through issue. Uh, maybe you feel burned out and you haven't had any good ideas for a while. Um, maybe you're not invested in something. You don't care. You just want to get it done. Um, and so you're like, oh, this other person did it. So I'm just going to take theirs. Um, and, you know, people will sometimes target you unfortunately, because you're a person that has a particular skill set. And this goes back to the willful malicious intent. Um, they're targeting you in order to take something from you to deceive you um, and get what they want from you and then leave you. So how do we address lying? Um, I think it's important for us. To, and this is why I took the time to kind of talk about and this is not an exhaustive list. There are a lot of other things that could fall within here. Um, I will say that it is important to understand why people are lying. Um, regardless of the type of lie, why is this person lying? Because understanding the reasons why they're lying can help us, but also like we're sometimes us, uh, sometimes we're the person that lies, maybe white lies, but they add up. Why am I telling all these white lies? Why do I have such difficulty being honest with people? And so I may need to understand why I'm lying so I can address the behavior. And I think it's important for people who are being supportive um, to be very thoughtful about who this person is. Sometimes people, again, and this speaks to them being malicious. If a person is being malicious and they don't have any intent on actually treating you well, they don't respect you, they're not um, engaging in a loving relationship with you, they are simply going to be dishonest and get whatever they can get, um, then that's not anybody that you need to try to address the issues with, much like Risa Tisa did. You just need to leave that relationship. That's just not healthy for you. That friendship, that marriage, that business partnership. Um, this is why you'll see a lot of times people separate from each other because you recognize like we're not going to be able to come back from this because I can't trust you. Now, for people that you do have a trusting foundation with and they recognize that they are doing things that are hurtful and they want to change, that's where you can be supportive and reassuring. You can give that affirmation because a lot of times people are seeking affirmation and attention. 
Um, they don't want to get in trouble. Uh, they don't want to disappoint people. So let's address those things that, you know, a person may have a, a distorted perception about. I can be supportive in that way. Now, what we don't want to do is challenge people in lies because what it can end up happening is it leads to more lies or people are defensive or they're dismissive, um, and it's particularly if they're not willing to address their behavior. And so you want to be very mindful about it. I know a lot of times I've, I've shared with you all, we're like, no, let me prove you wrong and get this word in. This may not necessarily be the time, but it may be a time for um, group counseling. It might be a time for family counseling, individual counseling, couples counseling. So there may be a lot of, you know, I was going to get that plug in for therapy. There may be a lot of other ways, group support to be able to assist this person in addressing their lying or you, if you're a person that struggles with lying to be able to get the help that you need. Also, you need to be able to recognize boundaries going forward, right? When somebody has issues lying, then oftentimes we need to put some things in place that are going to not inadvertently reinforce this behavior that we're trying to break. So let's reinforce when a person tells the truth. Let's reinforce when a person is able to deal with the discomfort and they say, I hate to disappoint you. And you say, thank you for being honest with me because I'm going to be okay being disappointed. I'll be able to manage that. Um, because what is more important to me is that you tell me the truth about it instead of trying to tell me that you can be something to me that you can't be. So it is possible to have both the truth and a loving relationship, even when sometimes that truth is a little bit uncomfortable. But you do take that ugly truth over a pretty lie um, if, in fact, you want to have that honest relationship. All right, everybody be well. <music>